All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. My name is James, and I've spent close to two decades now working with people as a social worker, a campus mentor, a counselor, a meditation teacher, and now as a life coach. And this podcast is where I just try to take everything I've learned in close to 20 years and I share it with you. So this episode will be a little bit different. I, um, you know, I started doing seasons of the show just kind of on a whim. I think I just divided them up. I just tried to divide them up kind of evenly when I noticed I could do that. Uh, but my friend uh, Patrick suggested that I, you know, do actual seasons and have like a cohesive kind of theme and flow. And so this is the this is going to be the final episode of this season. And somebody else suggested that I do episodes where it's just. Um, it's just me answering the questions that people send me because, you know, I always intend to do that like at the end of an episode or something like that. And I never do. And so somebody said, just do an episode once a season where you kind of catch up on those questions. So we'll do that today. Uh, I definitely sound ragged today. I stayed up till uh, two o'clock last night watching those, uh, the last two Avengers movies with Max. Uh, I'm always way out of the loop and way behind on movies, but we really enjoyed them. We were just going to watch uh, Infinity War. And we were having so much fun that we just rolled right into, uh, I guess, Endgame. So really, really enjoyed those. You know, my problem is that no matter what time I go to bed, I'm up by 5.45 or 6. And so, you know, somewhere around three and a half, four hours of sleep last night. Um, and I'm just, at the, I'm at an age where I can't do that anymore, man. It's it's hard. It's, it's weird. It cranks my anxiety up to like 11. And I always have this, like, like, if I stay up late, I have this weird sense that I've done something wrong. Like, I have this strange guilt. Um, you know, I don't take it seriously and it doesn't affect what I do. Um, just, you know, just like the anxiety, I'm not going to let it change my day, but man, staying up late absolutely just makes for an unpleasant next day. And this seems to get, um, worse and worse as I get older and older. So people have asked me why I don't tell more personal stories, why I don't, you know, answer the questions that people send me. And I get, you know, I have this, I have this idea that I want this to be more about the ideas. I want this podcast to be about the things that can help you improve your life and less about me. You know, I, um, I've never wanted to be like a, a name or anything like that. That's, that's not my nature. I'm not cut out for it. I wouldn't be good at it. But, you know, over the years I've found, you know, after rebranding and rebranding and rebranding my office, probably like literally four or five times, I, I finally just settled on using my name because that's mine and like people can't take it from me. And it, it was uncomfortable at first, but as I've embraced it, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I don't mind my name being on things. I think it's just, it's probably just the simplest way to do it. So what I did today was I, I chose five questions. I tried to, you know, keep a mix between, you know, kind of fun, you know, questions that don't mean a whole lot. And then the ones that are a little scary for me to answer. So, um, but the reason I don't, uh, the reason I don't tell more personal stories is, you know, uh, so one of my favorite books of all time, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing book. I probably read it almost once a year. It's uh, called Bad Kid by a guy named David Crabb. And it's, the, it's just the autobiography of a gay kid growing up in um, the San Antonio area in the 90s. And so I have a lot of like resonance with it because, you know, he's talking about the music and I, you know, I lived in Austin, lived near Austin during that time. And so there's a lot of familiarity to it. And, I, and the dude can write. He's a fantastic writer and he's hilarious. Um, it's just, it's just a great book. It'll make you like laugh and cry and it's fantastic. But I always think about like these stories he tells about his friends 
I always wonder how that went over with his friends. Like, did they, did they appreciate that? Did he have anybody get mad at him? And so, you know, for a lot of the stories that I have, people have not consented for me to be telling them. Uh, a lot of the people are no longer, um, they're not around to consent anymore. And so I always want to be respectful of that. And so, you know, somebody else suggested just, you know, just kind of strip away all the characteristics and make it where nobody could be identified. And I think I might do that. You know, the other thing is I just don't really want, I, I wouldn't want to be listening to a podcast and all of a sudden realize like, oh my God, somebody's talking about me. They're talking about my story. So I don't know. I, I'm going to sort through that. I am going to try to tell more personal stories. You know, the other reason I don't is because our, our memories are not good. Our memories are shady. The way I remember one thing is not necessarily the way other people remember things. And, and like, because of like drug use and drinking and just the, the kind of crippling depression that I spent most of my life under, um, you know, it's one thing they don't tell you about depression is how it messes up your memory. It, it, it robs you of your memory. And I was, that's how I lived for so long that I'd have to think that if somebody else remembers something differently than me, they're probably right. So I guess that if I do tell stories, I'd want it to be known that this is how I remember it. And I could very well be wrong. So those are the reasons why I don't tell a lot of personal stories. There's also just the thing that, like I said, I want this to be about ideas and less about me, but I've had enough people tell me that they could connect to this a lot better if they understood me a little bit more. And if, uh, if I had, if I used more examples and stories, so I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to make a point to do that, especially now that I'm planning seasons out. We'll talk about that more at the end, but that'll give me a chance to be more intentional. You know, this, this podcast started on a whim and I've never really put a lot of time and energy into it. I just, uh, I would just sit down and start talking, you know, lately here, I've been trying to have a little bit more intentionality behind it and have a, a purpose in where it's going. So, so I'll add that in. I've, I've heard from enough people that I need to go ahead and set my bullshit aside and listen to the people who listen to this. Uh, somebody else asked about my hobbies. Uh, and this is, this is probably going to be remarkably, uh, boring and disappointing for people, but I really, I like to read. I read a whole lot. Uh, I read every, I read every morning. I read throughout the day. I read at night before I go to bed. If I go somewhere, if I have to, if I'm going to be anywhere where I might have to wait for more than like a minute, I got, I got my Kindle with me. I got a book with me. So I love to read. That's been one of my favorite things since I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a little town up in the mountains and I don't think a lot of kids went to the library there, but I would put my little dog in my backpack and ride my bike over to the library. And the librarian, you know, she, I guess you got a kid who's interested. So she, she would order books for me. I got really into these books called the Snark Out Boys, about these kids who would sneak out of their house at night and go to the movies and, you know, I'd have adventures and stuff. And, you know, I've read them again in years, you know, in, in recent years, and they were like super subversive books once I, once I read them again. And so I think they shaped a lot of how I see authority and my, my general, mistrust and distrust of authority. It also shaped me to where I, I used to sneak out of my house all the time. I loved, uh, I'd go out my window on a tow rope that I had and I would just sneak around the town and I, I had so much fun doing that. So I've always loved reading. I love books and they, there's just something about them that makes me really happy. I still love libraries. I love just going in libraries. I think they're just amazing places. They're just such a fantastic resource. So I like reading. And I, um, you know, my other hobbies, I play Magic the Gathering. It's a card game where you, you know, battle other people. It's, it's so much fun. And it's the one thing I have that just like, I can just turn my brain off and just enjoy myself. So love magic, uh, love playing magic with, with my little play group. 
uh, you know, I like video games. Okay. But I've just noticed I play them less and less. Uh, they don't really grab my attention anymore. And so, yeah, those are probably my two hobbies, reading and playing magic. Uh, you know, I, I get a lot of questions about what's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite show? You know? And so yeah, I, I, I kind of divide these things up differently. Like I have this, I have these few things that are my favorites that I think are probably untouchable, that they'll never change. I've seen movies or heard bands that are better or read books that are better, but these are my favorites. And uh, it's it's not so much a matter of like what's objectively best. It's just the things that are special to me. You know, I read Siddhartha and Demian, uh, two books by Herman Hesse. Uh, I read them once a year. I think The Magic Mountain by Thomas Mann, uh, Thomas Mann, I don't know, might be the best book I've ever read. It's It's fantastic. I have a series of books that I'm almost, I read on almost a loop all the time. Uh, Awareness by Anthony DeMello, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, uh, The Universal Christ, The Divine Conspiracy, uh, the first by Richard Rohr, the second by Dallas Willard, and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Those are books that I just, I think I'm always reading one of them and kind of cycling back through them. The Demian and Siddhartha are books that I read intentionally. You know, I do that once a year. That's kind of a ritual and I like to see how they're different each time I read them, you know, because of my perspective changing. You know, I mentioned Bad Kid. That's just a fantastic autobiography. It is so good. It's probably, I don't know, it's probably not for everybody. Some people would probably be annoyed that I recommended it, but I think it's amazing. And I think it's a, I think it's an important window into what it's like to grow up being different from everybody else and it, just what he went through. So, uh, you know, my favorite show of all time is Cowboy Bebop, the the animated version I have to say now, because there's the live action. I'm, I can't bring myself to watch the live action because Cowboy Bebop just occupies this space, just this special place in my mind. I, it's what really got me into anime and I just think it's so cool. It's, it's, it's just one of my favorite things ever. Um, I've watched the office 17 times through and now I'm watching the super fan episodes. I've noticed I don't love it as much since it's not on Netflix. Like I think that like the office on Netflix was kind of a place of comfort for me. And so it's a little different now that it's on Peacock, but I love The Office. And my all-time favorite band, is, I think it's always going to be Rancid. I don't really listen to them very much anymore, though. That's one of those things that they have a place in my heart. Um, but I'm just, I'm not angry anymore. I'm not rebellious. I'm not, uh, I'm not jammed up against everything all the time. I still, I still like them and I'll still throw on, you know, uh, my Rancid playlist, which is pretty much every song on every album. Uh so they'll probably always be my favorite. Uh, my, the band I listen to most these days, if I listen to music at all, is a band called Bleachers. Uh, I really like them. I don't know anything about them. I don't care to. I just like their music. You know, I mostly listen to audiobooks. Uh, audiobooks are my are my favorite thing. That's I enjoy. I clean a lot more, and I do. You know, I mow and stuff because I like to throw my headphones in and listen to an audiobook. So I listen to a lot of history, a lot of. Uh, a lot of like spiritual stuff, I guess you'd call it, or religious stuff. I don't know what you'd call all that, but love audiobooks. I think they're the best. And then for movies, I just have like a, a kind of like a, a top a top group of movies that I've seen a bunch of times and that I'll see a bunch more. Uh, Amelie, Spirited Away, the Miyazaki movie. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's kind of an interesting one because it's it's definitely in that top five, top three, whatever. And I've only seen it three times because it kind of wrecks me for like a week <laughs> every time I watch it, it just guts me. Uh, 13 assassins, Kung Fu hustle, Bronson uh, about Britain's like most violent criminal. Like those are movies I just watch over and over and over again. I, and I actually watch them. 
they're not just playing in the background. Like when, when they're like, if I choose to watch them, I actually sit down and pay attention. So I think those are just, just great movies. So moving on, the next question was somebody asked, I think this was through Instagram forever ago. And that's the thing. I've taken so long to answer these that like the people who asked them are probably never going to know I did. So I'm sorry about that. But somebody asked, what are the things that I still have to work on? I think they might ask, are there things I still have to work on? And like, yeah, yeah, I got it. There's all sorts of stuff I'm always working on. I, I never feel like I've arrived or that I'm who I want to be yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'm constantly working to get to, I want to get to a place where I have zero complaints and zero criticisms about anything. And, and definitely towards the people around me, I don't want to complain or criticize them for anything. That's, that doesn't mean you don't address things. That doesn't mean that everything's okay, but there's a difference between complaining and trying to fix something. You know, there's a difference between criticizing and like trying to sort something out in a constructive way. I don't mind doing the latter. I want to get to be where I'm not complaining or criticizing at all. I'm always working on my mouth. Like if you listen to this podcast, you know, I got a mouth on me and you got to understand that that's like way improved over how it used to be. Use every other word out of my mouth used to be the F word or M or F or, you know, I'm really working on that because I think that, I think it matters. I think that the words we use matter, but you know, the other thing I'm working on is gentleness I'm not a gentle person. Like I'm kind and I'm compassionate and I care about you, but like gentleness is, doesn't come naturally to me. And my language is part of that lack of gentleness. So I'm working on that. Uh, and then I think also when you look like me, like when you're, you know, if you're, if you're heavily tattooed and you know, I don't tend to dress super nice, I drive an old beat up truck. Uh, and then you, and you, and then you run in your mouth and saying F this and F that people kind of judge you and assume you're, you're not very smart. They assume you're uneducated. And you know, there's just no good in that. You know, how, how how am I supposed to be useful to people if they think I'm if they think I'm an uneducated moron? So I'm always working on my language. Um, I'm I always work on like in like enjoying going out and doing things that my wife or my kids enjoy going out and doing, and not like isolating and avoid people. Because if if you leave me to my own devices, I'd probably just stay home and read and just you know work on my little projects around my house and forget the world's out there. So I work on that and I really enjoyed it. I went to a murder mystery thing with my wife at her work and had a great time. I take Max to all these homeschool events and I met some super cool people. So that's been good. Uh, but it, it is something I have to make a conscious effort to do. I'm working on not having opinions. Uh, you know, I get to watching the news or scrolling Reddit too much and I, it starts, it kicks in that ego opinion making machine and that that's just no good for me. It's no good for anybody. So I'm working on on, on getting rid of that. And then I'm really working on like just my physical state. Uh, my physical fitness has always been my weakness. It's the one thing I've never really addressed effectively for long periods of time. So I'm boxing again. I have uh, started back at a boxing gym, boxing three times a week. And I just want to get to be where I'm in good shape. I don't care about being, you know, like looking like it was six pack, like an Instagram model or whatever. Uh, I don't care about that, but I want to be fit. I want to be strong. And I want my core to be stable as I age. And so I'm doing that. That's really fun. Um, this last one's one I, I, I've, I've answered before, but it was forever ago. I think there's a video somewhere on Instagram of it. But uh, somebody asked me what motivates me. And this question threw me off because I kind of just do what I do. Like I, I start a podcast on a whim. And then because I started it, I do it. You know, I started blogging every day for a year just to do it. And so I just kind of do what I do. Uh, yesterday, I just, uh, or day before yesterday, I was, I was going to clean my shed out and ended up building a whole bunch of new shelves anyway. So I just kind of do what I do. I'm not always sure what motivates me. 
But when it's stuff like this podcast, the blog, writing books, uh, when I do post the little mini blogs on Instagram, you know, what motivates me is that I remember so well what it's like for like every day to be a struggle, for everything to be a struggle. Uh, I remember what it was like being just pinned down by addiction and by mental issues and depression and bad choices that I made. And just, I remember what it was like just waking up every day and being like, just shit, this is my life. The thing is that I know what that's like and it's miserable. I still have, I still have like bad dreams about it sometimes where I wake up and I'm so grateful that this is the life I'm waking up in. And so that's what I, that's, that's, that's the other thing is that I also know what it's like to be free of those things. I know what it's like to live a life that you enjoy and that you feel productive and you feel like you're doing something. And I want, I want to make that freedom available to as many people as possible. That's a hundred percent what drives me on this. I started doing the podcast weekly because the the feedback I got from people was that I like your podcast and I wish you'd do more of them and it's useful. I do the newsletter weekly because the feedback I got was, I really miss your newsletters. When are you going to pick them up? So they're useful to people. And so that's what motivates me. That's why I do it. The day that people stop listening to this, the day that people stop, you know, checking out the newsletter, I'll stop doing it. And I, I won't be sad. I won't walk away crying. Because these are, these are, these are here because they're useful to people and that's it. That idea, I think if, if, if I could tell anybody anything, it is that there is a better world out there. When I was getting clean, it was unintentional, but so many people kind of shackled me by telling me like, you're always going to struggle and it's a tough world. And man, it's, there's a good world out there. There's freedom out there and it all exists inside of you. It all, it all exists. Like you've already got it. It's just learning how to find it is all it is. And so that's why I do what I do because I know it exists and I want to share that with people. So there's five questions. Um, that is it for season three. Uh, I think I, I may take a week off, but I don't know. I'll see what I want to do next week. But next season is going to be, we're going to start off with the with the kind of the preview episode that talks about everything in a real quick way. And that thing is going to be the 10 things that I've seen that are most useful to my clients over the over all the years. And then each episode will dive into one of those things in more depth. I like this idea. I'm really grateful to my friend Patrick for suggesting it because it does give me like, it gives me something to, to kind of focus on. It gives me something to build on. And so I'm excited about that. So it'll be the 10 things that have been most useful to my clients over the you know, 10, 15, 20 years of working with people now. Uh, send me an email. That, that's I like hearing from people. Tell me about your favorite things. Tell me about your hobbies. Tell me what you're working on. Tell me about what motivates you. Um, add a question to the list for the end of the next season. So shoot me an email. It's just james at james scott henson. As always, and I know I say this every time, but I really do mean it every time. Thank you so much to everybody who takes the time to listen to this. It really is the only reason I do it. Uh, and I and I enjoy doing it because people listen to it. So thank you. Uh, you're, you're the reason you're the reason I'm recording this right now and I, I'm grateful for that. I will see you all next season and talk to you then. Take care.